Hey, what's going on? Today's episode on the Average Fails Podcast, I sit down with my friend Richard Leon. Uh, we're also joined by my brother from Star Bros, Luke. He's joining the podcast today. Uh, Richard is our mutual friend, and uh, he actually introduced me to Richard. It was his friend first, and then we met uh, doing some work for our church. And yeah, it just became a good friend of mine. Uh, Richard is an amateur, was an amateur UFC or MMA fighter. And uh, yeah, so we uh, sat down, we talked about some video games, we talked about Mike Tyson, we talked about Kanye West, we talked about a lot of things. It was a good episode, it was fun to catch up. And uh, yeah, hope you guys enjoy it. Thank you. If you're looking for the most amazing podcast ever, well, this isn't it. You're listening to the Average Fellas Podcast, guaranteed to let you down and leave you unsatisfied. going on listeners this is another episode of the average fellas podcast i am your host zodi zach coming to you live all the way from riverside california Whew. hey i got a show for you guys today today's september 21st september 21st 2020 i hate to remind you guys we're still in 2020 um mm-hmm. yeah terrible <laughs> uh good show for you guys today um i got a friend of mine uh on the on the on the podcast also featuring my brother luke from star bros so he'll be joining us in the episode today uh our guest is a mutual friend of ours and we just thought it'd be good good time to catch up and hang out and uh talk about some some hot topics uh Today's episode is um, going to be something cool, something special. Um, this entire episode is going to be called What's Hot. I don't know if you remember, if you've ever listened to the episodes in the past, they used to have a segment called What's Hot. It is at the end of the episode, and my co-host would go over some hot Twitter topics with us, right? Usually it featured Kanye West because he's always trending. Um, <laughs> um, but um, I just decided maybe take a new, new approach with it and uh, maybe maybe do an entire episode of what's hot and we talk about what is actually uh what are some hot topics what are some cool things that are trending right now in uh on the internet and uh we figure we just devote an entire show to it and uh um, cool yeah so without further ado i want to introduce yeah. my guest <laughs> uh, <laughs> my friend uh richard What's going on, buddy? Yeah, what's up, man? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Long overdue intro, man. What's going on? <laughs> I mean, I have no, that's tight. I got to let the listeners know what's going down, man. <laughs> hey, Luke, that's tight. Uh, your whole Star Bros thing. I'm totally uh, gonna have to look into that one, huh? So, what do you guys just talk about Star Wars or what? Yeah, dude, we we we're pretty much for, uh, on that two. one. Season two, of season two of Mandalorian. Mandalorian. I guess yeah. if I need to join an episode, I gotta get ca- get caught up on that Mandalorian, huh? Have you seen it yet? No, Have I haven't seen, seen a single episode. What? He's got he's got hey. he's got my, my Disney Plus account, so <laughs> also I oh yeah for sure. Also, <laughs> also I will um add that I have not seen The Last Jedi or what's the last one that just came out? Um uh, Rise the of Skywalker. Skywalker. Yeah. I have not seen it. I actually told Luke yeah, that yeah, I was yeah, gonna yeah, wait yeah. to watch it with him. 
Okay. Yeah. We need to so do that. Thinking, yeah. So we're gonna do that sometime. I haven't so. watched Rise of Skywalker yet. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I've right stayed now. off the internet, even no spoilers. Okay, so I'll make a deal so with you. We right? should do a podcast with the Rise of Skywalker, though, with me mm-hmm. and Richard, definitely. Mm-hmm. Of course. So, mm-hmm. so here's here's so we have a few weeks between. We're gonna finish Mandalorian season one, and we have a few yeah. weeks before season two starts. And so, mm-hmm. why, yeah. don't, why don't we why don't we plan for you and Luke to watch it, and then we get you on Star Bros, and we do yeah. the review we'll during right that between. review. Yep. And we'll yep. Do the review. Yeah. All right, you guys. You guys are gonna be you listeners, you heard it here first. Mm. All right, we got a guest on Star Bros. Um, yeah, that'll be the first uh, time I watch Rise of Skywalker. I've been holding off. I've been holding off. Yeah. Spoilers. And guys. we'll talk about what what you thought about it, what you think, how does it fit? Yeah, well, I'm a mad Star big, Wars fan, and I've it's watched. It's a big every... controversy. This 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 film is a big controversy. Ooh, so we'll yeah, figure out go. what's how does it connect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I already have my opinions on it, but that's that's another that's another subject. That's another uh, subject. That's another <laughs> segment. <laughs> well, that's why I wanted you on the show. You're a very opinionated person. And it's always a good conversation <laughs> with you. Um, yeah. So, uh, yes. How are things, man? What's going on? What's what's new, man? Oh man. Well, no, no, nothing too much new. I'm all. I've always stayed. You know, the same. Honestly, like it feels like like right now. I'm really stuck in enjoying the dad life right now <laughs> like definitely just been you know just been doing the whole family thing i hang out with my brothers and stuff like that a lot this whole couple couple of years i think i've uh, grown my family and i have grown closer you know Together. so definitely that's what i've been that's up good. to yeah that's definitely what i've been up to that's that's good stuff man one thing i will yeah. say the one thing about covid it has made me realize what's really important to me right right you know, like the job right. like going out there sacrificing myself and it's it's not it's not as important as being home with my wife. Right. But it puts a lot of things in perspective. I think this I think we I think a lot of people learned learned that this season, you know, like what really yeah. does matter, right? Um so yeah, that's good that's good to hear, man. Hey, so yeah. this is a what's hot, this is a culture episode. Uh so yeah. I, got, I gotta check your street head, man. Your street oh, head. Yeah. Check it, oh yeah. Uh-huh. So I sent you this in the notes. Uh, I know you're somebody who keeps your finger on the fashion pulse. Um, so I need to know what is your favorite Jordan and why? Um, follow up question on what is your favorite Jordan and why? What kind of uh, what kind of what kind of uh, colorways do you like when it comes to Jordans, or do you even like Jordans? Dude, that's see that now that is the question. Yeah, before it's funny before you even ask me what my my favorite Jordan is. The first question is asked what favorite Jordan is, but I don't even know if I even like Jordans. <laughs> but when it comes when it comes to retro Jordans, I mean, I've never owned a pair myself, a retro pair. I've been a fan of them, and I've watched my brothers kind of um, my brothers pass around Jordans and stuff. And I've had a lot of friends who like Jordans. I know the designs. I know the I know a few of them, and I know which favorite one I would like if I were to wear Jordans. But I'm not much of a Jordan guy, bro. I'm here. I'm here to say that I think the Yeezy is the better shoe. Hey, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Just all around. But I mean, you can't you can't say much though because you know Jordan is retro. Jordan is Jordan. There's no. There's no matter of fact in that in that podcast that we'll we'll talk about it later. But you know, Connie even said that he kind of made the Yeezy to what to like kind of replace the Jordan or to 
to compete with Jordan, right? Yeah, he's seen a, he's seen a, he's seen, there was something that he wanted when he was a kid, and then he thought, why not, how come I can't do that, right? So he wanted, right, to, right. He, he wanted to be the next Jordan, and obviously the Yeezy is pretty pretty cool shoe. I mean, most, yeah. of, the, most of the shoes he put that, I think are pretty cool. Um, I yeah. will say, though, I was at Marshall's yesterday. I went to Marshall's, mm-hmm. man, too many people up in Marshall's. Y'all need to pick your babies up off the ground, all right? <laughs> just public service announcement. Leave your damn kids Please. at home. Public service announcement. I'm Latino, so I could say this. I'm Latino. Yeah, if you yeah. have a Latino child on the ground in the middle of Marshalls, you need to pick him up. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a very dirty place, especially amongst the COVID guys. In Marshalls. In Marshalls. So I was in there and I was look I was I was going through the shoe the shoe the shoe department right and uh man hey they have some of those Adidas um uh, some of the Adidas um like Yeezy lookalike models right say, twenty right. bucks you know twenty bucks you can get them there so hey if you're trying to come yeah. up and look fresh hit up Marshalls twenty bucks you get a yeah. sick pair yeah. of kicks all right anyways yeah. um so yeah what's a give me a give me a give me a give me a uh, a colorway that you prefer with 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 the with the Jordans. I think a lot. Oh, of, okay. Yeah. Well, my, my well, my favorite retro Jordan is the Jordan Elevens. Okay. So those are my favorite ones. Those are like the uh, the tricolor ones. They kind of look like. I, I'm pretty sure you've seen them. My, my favorite shoe is the one they call the Space Jam. Yes, that's. My I remember. Favorite, is that one your favorite too? That's my favorite, dude. <laughs> I think I got into that one because. My brother, one time, he owned the shoe, and I remember once he, and I'm a big Space Jam fan, obviously, wasn't much of a Jordan fan, but when he held the shoe up, and he and he yeah. told me the name of the shoe, and he was like, these are called Space Jam, and I was just like, dude, that shoe. That's just... my favorite Jordan right there. Is it the black on the top and the white at the bottom? Yes. I know. It has like an ice has it... colorway on the sole, like a, a blue uh-huh. kind of color right. on the sole. Mm-hmm. It's all black. Yeah. It's black, and then it has a... Uh, it has like a shiny black like leather around the toe cap. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm looking at it right now. They look pretty tight. Yeah, I'm looking you, at them right if now. If you turn the shoe under, what you'll see is you almost see a palm that looks like, you know, a pe- like someone doing like a peace sign with their fingers, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Like almost. Yeah, like yeah. I see it. I them. see it. Yeah, it's like that. It's so like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how they sort of came up with that idea. They're called Space Jams because of that that alien sort of like live long and prosper yeah. design on the on the sole. Uh, oh, okay. That, right. that, that ex- Space Jam isn't like the official name for the shoe. That's it probably the was like the street name now. That's a street right. name. That's what everybody wants. They want to cop up mm-hmm. a pair of Space Jams. You know, like those red <laughs> yeah. Which is so crazy because it, it's totally. Especially in the well, the fitness industry right now, everybody's looking at those boost, the boost one uh, eighties. I don't know if you've seen those, a, the boost one eighties. They, they, they're nice. They're they they run for about eight hundred, six hundred bucks a pop. Oh my god! Ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. The well, boost one eighties are ridiculously priced. That's why I'm shopping priced. at Marshalls, ladies and gentlemen. Twenty bucks. Get your <laughs> <invitation> <laughs> easy. <laughs> um, hey, so. Uh, a while back, I think I posted on the uh, Average Fell's Twitter um, a picture of you and I playing Animal Crossing. Oh, you you and... got a screenshot of us? Yeah, I got a screenshot of us doing some trades, doing some uh, trading yeah, some, yeah. some things. So how long have you been playing the game? Man, I've been playing for probably about, a, I want to say, well, maybe four, four or five months maybe. But and what do you play like? 
Yeah, what do you play like once a week, twice a week? No, I only play when I'm like, I usually, whenever I go visit my in-laws, me and my sister-in-law, my sister-in-law and I will play and she usually trades me a bunch of free stuff because she's just, she's a hardcore Animal Crossing fan. So like you get on like once in a while. Um, I would say maybe twice a month I get on and I go through and try to, mm. I try to, I harvest everything and sell it and try to make money because I need to pay off my debts. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> so, i saw your house it's bigger than mine well i mean i also, I also well recently i think when we played i think my store was opening up for i don't know if it mm. was open yet mm. last time we played, no it wasn't it was, yeah it's well actually now. yeah oh so i actually got the tommy and timmy's store fully open now which is kind of cool wait well i mean how many see that's the thing is how many how many times is the store like upgrade i don't i think i've up, i've upgraded it already once so but I don't know actually, if it, up, it probably upgrades again. I'm not sure about the store. I've, I haven't, I don't play enough to really know all the details. But I will say mm. um, that I'm playing two accounts, so it's taking me a little mm. longer because I started. You can only play on one island when it comes to Animal Crossing, right? Right, right. Per account, yeah. Per account, exactly. So my wife started the account. We actually bought the game because we thought this would be a good game for us to play together. Well, it turns out you right. can play one person at a time unless you have two yeah. Switches and two Animal Crossing copies, right? So, so I just pulled your uh, I just pulled your account and it says you've played uh, Animal Crossing for 30 hours. Only 30 hours? Wow. Only 30 hours, right? I'm about to look at mine too. I want to <laughs> know what my log is. 50 hours. Oof. Yeah, so I passed you. I surpassed you. I barely got the game too, but I'm kind uh, of an addict. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of an addict though. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so what? But, um, go ahead. Yeah. So, what, uh, any advancements on your island yet? I think it was probably about a month ago we played together. Well, dude. Well, when we played together, I didn't even have a ladder when we played together. Oh. And yeah, I think my, I didn't even have a. I think my house was just like in its first stage. But you know what's funny is. When I first got the game Animal Crossing, I was, like, super stoked to get it. And I've always, like, wanted an RPG in my hand. So, like, it's, like, the best It's like the best thing for me, you know. It's, it's I don't know. I really like the game. And um, I got so addicted to it when it first came out. But I did, it like, a little experiment. I wanted to experiment because I, I know when I first play games, I've experienced this with many games, I get so hooked that I play them relentlessly for days. Do you ever have a game like that? Yeah, yeah, and then like you get over, you overplay it. Yeah, you overplay it. You overplay it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear exactly so, what you're saying. Yeah, so, like, every time, so I've done that with, like, Red Dead 2 and it came out, like, I played the store, like, I dove into the store, like, yeah. I lived in Red Dead for a minute. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> when I play, when I played Hollow Knight, I, I don't know if you guys ever heard of this game called Hollow Knight on my Switch. Like, oh, I become super fans of these games. I get super obsessed. Is what I'm trying to say in like a really small span. So I was so curious to see how long Animal Crossing would hook me, and I actually took a picture each day of every time, and I was on this big grind. Turns out it was ten days. Wow. Ten days of just full. Hardcore grind. I'm talking like putting in work. sun up to sundown, putting in work, putting in man hours. But that's probably how my my hours are up to fifty now. That's actually kind of a lot. But um, that's what I was just I was just jamming. Just I was so addicted to that game. Ten days I saw I because I, I took pictures in my screenshot and I can go back and look at my camera reel on my Switch. And then it, it says right there, 10 days, all right, I'm done taking pictures. That's it. <laughs> and after that, I stopped taking pictures of myself every day. 
That's what's up. But yeah, I go back and play it a lot still. It's pretty good. Pretty good game. That's any, have you done any turnip runs yet? Oh, dude, you know what? That's exactly. I left that. I was like, I when I heard, uh, I've I've heard of them. Like, and you know what? I've always seen like animals and people walking around on my island, like with the whole turnip thing. But honestly, dude, I have no idea. Okay, so <laughs> I'm a, I'm a you have you to little, educate me. I'm gonna give you a little little insights to this. All right, so here's what you gotta do. Yeah, you can go online. You can Google turnip runners or Google like turnip trade. Right. Um, what you'll find is that some people. Is this like a mad them. cash grab? This is a mad cash grab, dude. This is a this is, oh, the, this is the economics. Let me. Oh, oh. <laughs> bring some economics oh. into this podcast for y'all. Right? I'm ready. Right, My so, mind is ready. So what you need to do is you go online. You need to find somebody who's hosting their gates open, right? Who's hosting, like, hey, mm. I can. Tr I'm trading turnips. If you have turnips. You can buy them from me, and you can sell them over and here. Turn up. And turn up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> turn up. <laughs> the thing is, so I think you can find them on Reddit. Sometimes you find them on Reddit. People will say, mm. hey, like my 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 person's my – they're buying No friend codes? Um, yeah. The, I mean, if you have somebody, it's a you friend. You need a friend code, right? Uh, uh, yeah. It's not like so, a rando. It's a rando person that you will that you can trade uh, with. Okay. So they'll cool. they'll That's tell cool. you on Reddit, right? Here's here's mm -hmm. my here's my Animal Crossing, you know, account, blah blah blah. Here's my friend code, whatever. They'll open the gates for you. You can either go if they might be saying, hey, my person's buying for twenty percent more of what you bought your turnips for. So you want to try and get, you want to try to get access to their island, right? So mm -hmm. you, you can you can go on Google, go on Reddit, find wherever whoever's hosting their turnip trades, right? And you'll, yeah. you can either go buying or selling, right? You can find whichever one you're looking for. You and don't grow them? You just you no, no, no. packages? They only sell them. So there's someone that comes on your island hmm. who sells turnips, right? And you you yeah. have seven days to sell. You have so many days to sell them before they rot. Okay, so I've bought mm -hmm. turnips and they've I forgot to sell them and they, and they, they rotted away. But mm -hmm. turnips, they have the highest margin of profit for you. So mm. you can you can grow all your fruit, if you, all your trees, you know, and get all your coconuts and stuff like that. But the turnip yeah. is going to... I think it's like 40 or 60% more like profit or something. So yeah. people save their money. And then that they do is they go buy turnips for cheap at somebody's Island. Who's, Hey, my person's selling turnips at this price. And they find right. somebody who's, they find somebody online who says, Hey, my store is buying turnips at this price. So you want to try and like, you want to find a window of buying low and selling high. Right. That's why it's called turnip mm. running because the idea is like you know like in Star Wars this is the best way I can put it like you know smugglers in Star Wars right yeah mm -hmm. they're like they pretty much go through hyperspace and they're trying to pick up a package and drop it off make some money right so, make some moolah make some moolah trying so basically basically what you're doing basically what you're doing in in Animal Crossing is you're basically like a spice runner like Han Solo mm -hmm. right so you need, I get it you, yeah you buy your turnips right. You go, mm -hmm. you go, you find somebody who has a, a gate that's open. You hit that hyperspace, right. dude. You transfer to their island. You go sell them there. You take that money back right. to your island and you build whatever right. you want, right? Yeah. Well, let me just share with you the way that, um, um, the way that I kind of profiting my money. I guess I, I, I guess it's kind of weak. It's kind of like the casual way to get money right now. There, you could probably show me a lot more better ways. But the uh, the only but I'm kind of lazy, so <laughs> so that turnip running sounds kind of like <laughs> it sounds like a little bit too much work for me. I'm heckin' lazy, dude. Like, I, um, but what I do is I, I I learned I planted all my trees in a certain in a certain type of way in rows in front of my house. All these fruit trees, tons of fruit trees, and so every morning, every day, I play the game. There's usually trees when I play it. I just go in there, I chop all the tree, pick up all the fruit, all the wood. 
Then I go see what's hot, what's selling that's hot. Then I craft all of those items that are hot. Then just sell all my stuff. Sell everything. And then if I want, catch fish and catch bugs and sell those too. You know. And then that's all I do. I don't really do the turn up runs. I just I just learned about the money trees. Yeah, how you plant more money. I just learned about that. Yeah, so I'm actually been profiting a lot about with, with money trees lately. You gotta plant your money trees in one, clear a spot go. off of your island and plant them in one spot, right? So you just go mm. to that one spot and there's just a you know a a bunch of money trees around, and you just keep. Can you just them. get? That's it. You just can you just get? Them. Can you just get ten thousand? Ten thousand is the most, right? Can you just yeah. get a sack of ten thousand, bury it in the sand, and then it'll grow into a money tree? Does it work like that? I think I think that's I think you can I think it does go. I've never grown a money tree more than ten thousand, mm. so I mm. just keep mm. I just keep rotating them. I just keep flopping them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, on one yeah. little spot. So what's up, Luke? You don't you don't play the game? No, dude, no. But I nope. I mean, speaking of games though, uh, Gotham Knights is coming out next year. Ooh, uh, that so game awesome. looks hot. It does. It that does. Looks it looks hot. amazing. It does. It looks uh, it's it looks you could good. be any of the Robins. Actually, you start off at any. Well, actually, any of the sidekicks. So you could be Wonder. You could be not Wonder. You could be um, uh, Barbara. Uh, Barbara Gordon, who is uh, Batgirl. You could Batgirl. be. Uh, you could be um, basically uh, Red cool. Hood. You could be uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Night Nightwing. Nightwing. So, which is super tight. Nightwing looks mm-hmm. so dope, and yeah. so you could be either one of the sidekicks, and yeah. you go through the level. It's a four-player game, or you could be Redhead. So, you know what game it looks like? It looks like Marvel's Avengers. <laughs> it, it's so dope because you could play multiplayer with four different people. Well, you know that people. game. You know that game got announced. That game got announced just recently. Um, the um the um when it Gotham Knights it looks really yeah. good I'm not I'm just kidding that's, it doesn't look like Avengers it looks more melee based this game it's, looks it's, like melee well it based. just got re- it just got released at DC Fandom last month right so, right right but they so, also released another game that on uh, that dropped the same exact day but it's not coming out till way later they don't even have gameplay on it is that Suicide Squad game but they just I have the seen, cinematic trailer I haven't seen that one I have not uh, seen that one I have to look uh-huh. up I have to look that up but yeah. I am so excited I'm so stoked for Gotham Knights. Because that's going to be, it'll come out next year, and yeah. it's going to be for the Xbox, the Xbox One S and the the PS Five. So I'm speaking super of which, speaking of which, I guess I break the news. I broke it on my Facebook earlier yesterday, I believe, and I have finally made up my mind that I have been an <laughs> avid Xbox supporter for the past since 360 came out for the past ten plus years. And I think that this next console war, I'm giving gonna give in, and I'm gonna get a PlayStation Five. I don't, think, I don't, I don't think I'm gonna get an Xbox Series X. There's the no reason. I'm joining the commies. I'm joining the commies. There we go. No, dude, let's see, let's see the we play Gotham together, bro. The Empire. Oh, the Empire. Oh, yeah. Hey, Empire, we're doing right? that black version, dog. That black version of the of the PS Five, dog. Hey, speaking oh, of uh, speaking of Star Wars, did you guys uh, see any of the videos or any of the um, the trailers for Squadrons, Star Wars Squadrons? Uh, I saw oh, yeah. a little bit of it. It's like a space yeah. combat game. Like it's it's yeah. obviously it's 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 uh, set in the Star Wars universe, um, which is gonna be awesome. But there's two yeah. there's two videos that you can actually go on go on YouTube, check out Star Wars Squadrons, dude. It looks tight, bro. Like yeah, it yeah. Looks yeah, I bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever heard of the game Ace Combat? Yes, I have. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ace Combat. It kind of that's what I when I looked at it when I saw it, that's what it it was very similar to that. Yeah. Other, it's like Ace Comet with the Star Wars skin on it, you know. <laughs> That's tight. Yeah. I mean, but it actually looks I'll, pretty dope. I'll pay for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I think Star Wars fans will eat anything Star Wars. I have, I have the new um, Star Wars Fallen Order. Is that what it's called? Fallen yeah, that's, I don't that's even Fallen Order. That's... I haven't even got to really dive in and play it, but I have it, yeah. you know. But I think, and I bought Battlefront two, and I bought Battlefront one. Yeah, even too, both yeah. of them when they first came out i think star wars fans at this point will absolutely eat anything star wars yeah i need to watch the mandalorian just because it's star wars dude okay well i'll tell you what mandalorian (laughs) the mandalorian is probably the probably the best uh well besides rogue one i would say it's probably their best attempt at doing star disney's best attempt at doing star wars oh come off it mate uh, hey, I'm just telling you, Disney's best attempt at Star Wars is Rogue One and the, Mandalorian. That's Mandalorian. They're doing a dang good job on Mandalorian. I'm not lying. So there's rumors that yeah. uh, Pedro Pascal quit. That he quit. The that, that, that is the, the, um, the Mexican that is the dude, huh? Yeah, that's the, the the guy from Rogue One. That's the, well, he wasn't. No, was no, he planning to do not, any sequels? No, 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 no. Pedro Pascal Pedro played. Pa- he played Oberyn in uh, Game of Thrones. He also played in uh-huh. uh, Narcos Mexico. He also yeah, played Narcos in Mexico. He's a good Narcos actor. Mexico, uh-huh. yeah. um, so, and I'm he's sure. playing in the upcoming. Uh, he got Wonder killed Wonder. by the. He got killed by the the the, the mountain, right? Yes, the mountain. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I remember that guy. Okay. That was a cool. That guy was actually cool too. I like. Oh him. my gosh! I think I just thought <laughs> yeah. of a podcast for me and my wife. We can review Uh-oh. Game of Thrones episodes. Oh, Ooh, my count me in. <laughs> count me and my girlfriend in. Hey. <laughs> We love we love Game of Thrones. Yeah, we love Game of Thrones. That show is tight. I love Game of Thrones too. It's a good show. That's a whole other episode because I can go on and on that's, about that, That's a whole other segment. That's a whole other podcast. Hey, I want to change the subject a little bit. I think we talked enough about video games. Talked enough about yeah. you know, just stuff. Whatever you want to call it. Um, at one point in time in your life, uh, you trained and you fought um, MMA, right? Mixed martial yeah. arts style fights, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about that? How you got? How'd you get into that? How'd you? What was the? What was what? What got you into becoming like or inspired you to 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 yeah. you know, try combat sports? Really? Yeah. Dang. So we were always like growing up, I think is what really set it off is me and my brothers were always fighting. My older brother's always been kind of like, <laughs> he's always been kind of physical, you know, he's always kind of asserted his physicalness over me and my brothers and stuff. And we were always wrestling. We were WWF. We were Hardy Boy fans. I was my guy. It was Jeff Hardy. <laughs> I remember. I remember. I would jump off of stuff. You know, I was like always trying to hurt my brothers, jumping off of stuff, doing elbow drops, the flips and stuff. And so that kind of, I feel like that kind of started it. And then we started going to a church in Los Banos, and um, there was a guy. His name was Junior Villanueva. And well, I don't call him that. I just call him Coach because what happened is. He ended up wanting to teach a lot of the guys there who were there at the church. And I remember I had gone over to his house where I saw my first UFC pay-per-view. My first UFC pay-per-view, Randy Couture versus Gabriel Gonzaga. And what really sold me into MMA, I have so many points. I know I'm talking about a lot of things, but yeah, I, for I, you it, know, it's, it. all, it's all it's all one it's all it's all it's all one big piece. It ties in together. But, um, 
Right, right. It's all about how I started fighting and stuff like that. And I remember at my coach's house, at this guy's house, we were watching um, my first UFC pay-per-view, and it was Gabriel Gonzaga versus Randy Couture. And Randy Couture, if you know anything about him at this time, he was, like, coming back from retirement. He was, like, this old geezer, right? And this there guy, Gabriel Gonzaga, had just, like, head-kicked this legend. Yeah. He's this wrecking ball, right? And the old man was supposed to get beat. He's coming back to defend his championship and stuff. He's supposed to get beat. And no, it doesn't turn out that way. Experience Trump the muscle that day. And I remember ever since I watched that, I was just so sold into UFC. I was just like, technique beats strength every time. Every time. Every time. Right. Every time. It's true. And that's that's something that I've always had about my life. So that just inspired me. So this... That just inspired me to start training, watching that, knowing that I could be a little guy with, if I, as long as I had technique, I could still beat somebody, right? Mm -hmm. And so, and my coach, the same, the coach who I started learning from was also a small guy as well. And so he, we just started training in this like Rocky style type gym. Luke has been there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's just, it's just a room with some mats. We hung up some heavy bags and we just, all we did is went at each other sparring and grappling and, I eventually got to fight amateur, and I never got to make it pro, but um, that always was something that I could have done. I definitely you, could have done something You definitely like have a different feeling when you walk in an MMA room, for sure. Yeah. Your, your, oh, whole, yeah. your whole meaner changes, demeanor. your body language changes, mm-hmm. demeanor, you know, mm-hmm. everything, your mindset flips like a switch right. quick. Right, so, right, Definitely. You know, I thought it was interesting. I, you know, I really want to talk to you about this, uh, an upcoming fight that I think is interesting. Um I've never pursued combat sports, but as a kid, I grew up watching pay-per-view boxing fights. That was something that was like, right. my dad was really into. He really wanted. He yeah. really liked. He actually really liked watching Mike Tyson fight. <laughs> Good old Mathieu. <laughs> Good old Mathieu. <laughs> my dad's Anyways, but speaking of speaking of Mike Tyson, um, what are your thoughts on Mike Tyson's comeback? I mean, 53, Ooh, 54 years yeah. old. Yeah. Yeah, fifty-four. Oh yeah, man. Well, uh, well, it's, it's so. There's so many. There's so many different aspects to this fight. First of all, he's 54. I think I and Roy Jones. How old is Roy Jones? You know how old he is. Uh, Roy he's got to be around the same age. Let me see. Roy Jones. 51. Is is he 51? I have it right here. Yeah, Roy okay, Jones, cool. 51. Yeah, yeah. So so Tyson's 54. Roy Jones 51. Meaning, needless to say, they're old. Yeah, they're old. Also, they're going to be in an exhibition match, which means there's going to be shorter time, less rounds, and I'm not sure if they're going to have headgear or not. Yeah, very possible. So mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say is that's kind of watering down the fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it's 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 controversial in a way that they're both way past their prime. Yeah, way past their prime. But like you said, the speed of Mike Tyson, and if you mean you see him hit pads. You see the speed of Mike Tyson and how he operates, and you think that maybe he hasn't he hasn't lost any age. He hasn't really lost a pep in his step. But if you go back and watch some of his late fights, you know, I think he could disagree. I think he could disagree to see Mike Tyson getting hit with chip shots and going down. Yeah. You know, so that's what I'm saying. This is kind of a controversial fight. Mike Tyson hasn't fought since. Jeez, I don't know. Something like 20 years? 30, yeah, 20, he hasn't yeah. fought in over he hasn't fought in like 15, 14 years, I'm gonna say. And and Roy Jones actually just recently had a fight, if I'm not mistaken. I believe he had a fight just recently in 2016 or 2018. 
not that not that very recent, but yeah. still more recent than you know Mike Tyson's fifteen plus years. It might be different. And you know what? Mike Tyson also said so himself that everybody has a man. Uh, I'm sorry, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. That's true. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's Mike Tyson's own saying, you know. And I think that I don't know. I, I mean. It's an exhibition match, you know. It was either that Who or... Who knows if there will actually be a real winner. I thought it was either you get punched in the mouth or you bite somebody's ear off. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know what? I just saw... I just showed a friend of mine that footage, oh and he couldn't believe it. Yeah. He thought it was just a myth, and I'm like, dude, what? <laughs> <laughs> it was either that yeah, or it is. Off the ear. Chunk it's off the ear for good luck. So you, actually, yeah. but you actually watched the footage of, of Mike Tyson thrown hitting the bags, right? Did you watch any of the footage of Roy Jones in the bag too? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, mostly Roy Jones is all his training. He doesn't release a lot of his training, but you know, Mike Tyson's been putting out a lot of his pad work. Yeah, he has, which been. is crazy. But you know what? I will say that um, that Mike Tyson, he um, so the guy who he's holding pads with, if you guys, I know him because he's he's part of the MMA community. His name's Rafael Cordero. And he's actually a Muay Thai striking coach. He's not a boxing coach. Mm-hmm. I'll say primarily he's not a boxing coach. He's a Muay Thai striking coach. He's a Muay Thai MMA coach. But he has a really big and successful gym in Los Angeles. That's where Mike Tyson, I believe, resides. Mm-hmm. And um, so what I'm trying to say is that that's a big gym. And Mike Tyson, if you don't know, he's a big UFC fan. He's a big uh, MMA yeah. guy yeah, he as is. of late. Yeah, yeah. 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 That might have what sparked him to come back. Imagine if he wants to do MMA after this fight. Well, that's cool. That'd be cool. Oh. <laughs> you made a comment. You said that you said that um, in your life, what made MMA attractive to you is that skill and um, skill became more important than strength, right? Like your your right. ability to to train and to work at uh, fighting smarter became more important than actually just pummeling somebody to death, right? Um, right. So. Uh, I guess my, my question is about, uh, I guess, Mike Tyson. So do you think uh, one of the one of the things that he said was that uh, in order for you to be the best at something, you have to um, like sacrifice everything to to that cause. Right. Um, right. So do you think that uh, my question, I guess, is do you think that Mike Tyson and Roy Jones being 50 plus years old have that that man inside of them to fight today to fight in november like i feel like it's a young man's sport right it's right it's a young man's sport but do they have that inner you know man to be what they once right again because i feel like maybe 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 they're chasing that dream of like oh i used to be this and i want to be it again right and right right so I, I and I think that there's a level of like you talked about it. You said like there's a level of training that and dedication mm-hmm. to it that Mike Tyson mentioned. And I th- and, mm-hmm. you know and then you talked about saying like, hey, like it's either strength or or, or technique. Um, right. So for I guess I don't know that's a weird question, but I mean, do you think that they're? I mean, I think now they have all the technique. They've been in the game mm-hmm. since they were young. Right, 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 so, right, right. right. I the think, muscle memory and everything and comes back. So now back. it's about now it's about getting the muscle back, right? Because they're old, exactly getting healthy right. again. But I mean, right. as far as like uh, like their attitude for the fight, do you think that that's going to be like a? Is that a? I don't know. I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. You know what? I I hear exactly what you're saying, and actually, it's funny that you say that because I believe that's the exact reason why Tyson wins this bout. 
I, I actually right now I just sent you something through Facebook Messenger. I know you're on Facebook Messenger right now, but I sent you a little video of Mike Tyson training. <laughs> it's actually one of my favorite videos I've seen just lately. <laughs> so hopefully you watch it and uh, let me know what you think. But um, it's only like 18 seconds long too. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think that's going to be the difference in between the fight right now is that there is a mentality right now, and Tyson's got that. Yeah. Tyson has that mentality. Not only ha does he have that, but he's always had that mentality. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but you listen to him talk. He has himself in his own podcast as well. Um, I'm pretty sure you've heard of his podcast, Hotboxed. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. and so he just goes in. And you know what? Tyson still sounds like he has that fire and that flame. And you know what? He's an animal. He is Iron Mike. I think that he is Iron Mike. But that's the thing. That's where I'm having a talk with is that. He is the embodiment of that spirit. He is the embodiment of Mike Tyson. But who knows? The fight's in October this this yeah. month or this year, I think, October. I think, I think November, actually. I think November 28th. And, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's somewhere in this uh, the end of the year, right? But um, what I'm trying to say is who knows what kind of Mike is going to show up. Is it going to be Iron Mike, the one that we're used to seeing people destroy destroy other people? Because right. that's, the, that's the Iron Mike that we all remember and believe. Mm -hmm. That's the Iron Mike we see when we see him hitting pads. You know, He's just a bulldog oh, just go in there and hit it. You know? We're ready for the comeback. We're we're all we're all in anticipation for the comeback. But what if that's not the Iron Mike that shows up? What if it's you know someone else who shows up and it's the older man? Because let's not forget this dude has not fought in a very very long time. Yeah, a very right. long time. Well, <laughs> yeah, so that's yeah. I mean that's why this to me the fight would be interesting. You know I know understand it's right. like expe ex expedition fight or ex I don't know how you say it but uh, exhibition exhibition yeah. fight. I'm sorry. Um, no. I understand that there's limited, you know, limited contact maybe because there's not a full round. Um, and um, like, obviously we're trying to wait, we're trying to, we're waging, we're, we're balancing their age, their tenacity, their comeback with their physical ability and whether or not this fight is going to create the dynamic that we all hope for. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, if I'm going to spend 50 bucks on it, I want to see a fight. Right. That's always been our, it's always been every, every, every pay-per-view customer wishes that. Right. Um, right. So, so if we're talking that, and we're talking in the light of hopefully it'll be worth the money. I do. I do think it'll be worth the money. I do think it'll be worth the money because I think that, like I said, if Tyson can, if he can, and I think he can, you know, for the most part, I give him the benefit of the doubt because that's going to be the question. If Mike Tyson shows up, he beats Roy Jones. Yeah. If Iron Mike shows up, that is. If Iron Mike shows up, he beats Roy Jones. He's gonna knock him out. Wow. He's gonna knock him out clean. You know. But if he can't come back after all this time and he's slower if he takes one punch and gets wobbled you know obviously you know those are obvious things you know obvi obviously if the other guy punches him harder he's gonna lose that's what i'm trying to say you know <laughs> right 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 <laughs> yeah right, mm -hmm. yeah yeah so i don't you know, but the best thing about you know then this is what i love about being a fight fan is what i always tell anybody who i have a big argument with and i always have arguments with neighbors brothers you know, friends, all this stuff. I always say at the end of the argument, the beautiful thing about MMA is one day we're going to find out. Because one day they'll be locked in the cage one-on-one -on -one with each other. And yeah. one day we will find out who will be the tougher one that day. So I guess we're going to find out. Huh? We will find out. Yeah, we will find out. We'll find out. Yeah. Yep. Hey, yep. Speaking of comebacks, I don't know. What do you think about yourself? Are you going to try to make a comeback or what? Ooh. I've been waiting for this. Well, come on. Oh man, I would love to. Wouldn't that be awesome, huh? Yeah, that would be cool, dude. <laughs> I just gotta see match, bro. Just to see you like yeah. in your element, like that. Just be like to get into that zone again. 
yeah. It's definitely yeah, a different feeling. I bet it's a total different feeling, adrenaline, just to get your mindset oh, yeah. in there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's one of the. It's one of the most gut wrenching feelings. It's one of the worst feelings. It's one of the. Hard, <laughs> oh, it's one of the hardest like, things. To what get what does that feel like? Like, what does that really like feel like when you're training mm. and your mindset is just focused on that fight? Like, what's running you know what it, your You mind? know what it feels like. It feels like, like, I've trained. Like so, what I when I usually do had a when I usually had a fight, I trained for like what three months, four months prior to the fight, right? Mm-hmm. I would think to myself like I trained and I worked my ass off every day from Monday to Saturday, and didn't didn't rest on Sunday sometimes. You know, I trained my ass off for four months for me to have success in fifteen minutes. Yeah, or mm-hmm. yeah, you know, yeah. for me to just be at my peak primal performance yeah in 15 minutes and i've trained and i've 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 done all this preparation and all this there were times where i cried on the mat you know there were times where i could where i walked off the mat because i had got i got dazed and i had to tell my partner like i can't finish the round i'm i'm too dazed i'm too i'm too fucked up yeah. you know so so it, and it happens and uh what i'm trying to say is that in the back, you'll uh, all I'm thinking to myself is I all of that training and all that preparation for me to be able to shine in the, just this little bit of time. Honestly, my first thought, my initial thought is this is stupid. <laughs> this is stupid. I'm like, how can anybody train so long for them to be at their peak performance? What if you slip on a banana peel, you know, in the yeah. middle of a minute? <laughs> You know, (laughs) what if you blink, you know, what if you zig when you should have zagged or, you know, that those, it's those type of nerves that come upon you is like, no matter how much preparation that you put in to this, nothing else matters except for those 15 minutes. Yeah. Or, you know, if you're fighting a different fight, I think I had, I had fights where it was nine minutes, you know, there were times where I would be at jujitsu tournaments and then I would think to myself, that's all I'm looking at myself. I'm looking at the other guy shaking my hands, shaking my feet out, thinking to myself, I worked my butt off for, and I dieted and I, you know, did all that BS for three months for all of it to count right now, right here in the next three minutes. Yeah. In this moment. And it's a lot of pressure in this moment. And it's yeah. a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. I tell you, I'll tell you beyond. Go ahead. What's up? It seems like there's a lot of highs and lows with that sort of lifestyle training, right? Because you, yeah. you're preparing yeah. and it's a low point because you're training hard, right? I think training's probably right. like a low. I mean, it's not necessarily a low as in like your life's over, but it's a low as in like yeah. their stimulation is not there because the right. threat's not there, but you're preparing for right. the threat, right? You want to know You want to know where you're in door, where, when your animal instinct becomes the lowest. For, for me, I, I mm-hmm. can speak for myself, where I, like there's there is like an animal instinct that you have in yourself there's like a mentality that there's like an intensity that you get when you learn that you're going to fight especially when you learn you're going to fight that's like the most intense you'll get the feeling there's, is once you great. see it officially like in paper you see like your name versus their name official and it's on it's signed there's like an intensity that just lights and you're just like I got to go to the gym I got to start working out. Mm-hmm. I need to start hitting mitts. I need to start sparring. And that intensity will carry on with you for forever, but there's a very, very, very low point. And for me, the lowest point is right before you're about to fight and when you're in the fighter tent, getting your hands wrapped, going over the rules, um, you know, everyone kind of, the, the referees introducing themselves to you, telling you, you know, you're, 
you're with your coaches in the back warming up. The guys who are fighting before you are fighting, and you're still kind of just sitting there waiting for your turn to fight in the tent. That is the most vulnerable spot right there, because right there is the time where most where people break, people quit, mm-hmm. people leave. You know, for me, it's the for me what happens when I was sitting there is that it was regret. <laughs> it was a giant wave of regret me regretting the fact that I put myself in this situation. I'm like, am I stupid? I just signed a contract. I'm about to go and fight someone in a cage in front of hundreds of people right now. Like, this is the stupidest thing. I could have just chilled at home, you know? I I, I thought to myself, like, couldn't I have been doing something cooler on stage, doing something else like music? Check this out, though, bro. Like, check this out. So there's this guy I follow on uh, social media, and I look up to him, uh, Matt Frazier. He's a CrossFit champion, CrossFit champion of the male CrossFit champion games um, in CrossFit. And one of his sayings that he says is, today I will do what others won't, so tomorrow I can do what others can't. So, like, and that, that, that what you're saying, like, that totally brings me to that quote. Is like you do what in that others training, won't do while you were training in that right? training. Right. What right. other right. people won't do, so people won't be able to do what you right. can. Right. Do. You know you what's know? a crazy thing? You know, you know what's a crazy like, thing about fighting? Yeah, and a crazy thing about fighting is that well, that say that saying, and who, whose quote is that? That's Matt, Matt Frazier from uh, from CrossFit. Yeah. Okay, so say Matt Frazier. Okay, so he 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 said that quote, but he's quoting. Um, who are the others that he's quoting? Those are people who other like who, who don't, other who don't work. Other competitors, yeah, yeah. right? In MMA and fighting, the great, the awesome thing is that you have a face, you have a body, a person who you are actually competing against, one on one, mano e mano. So mm-hmm. there's there are feelings in fighting that feelings in when I would be training for a fight and I would be lazy in my bed, and the first thought to my head would be. Like I fought a guy named um, I once fought a guy named um, Tanner. I thought to myself, like in my head, if Tanner's at jujitsu practice right now and I'm in bed, he's gonna beat me. You know what I'm saying? If mm-hmm. I'm at work right now and Tanner is off doing a boxing drills, he's gonna beat me. He's gonna have better boxing than me. So what I was trying to say is I I actually had a level of competition to where I said I have to get up every day and do more than what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. To be successful. You know what I'm saying? To be successful. Yeah, if yeah. I want to win this fight, right? Yeah. Man, yeah. that's good stuff. Hey, that's so cool. Yeah. I, uh, man, that's good, good stuff. I think, man, you should probably look into look into podcasting about MMA or something. Man, maybe keep it. Oh yeah, uh-huh. knowledge about that could be an option. Uh-huh. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, perhaps, perhaps. Uh, hey, once again, I want to I want to change the subject again, uh, only because uh, mm-hmm. you and I we both work together. Uh, in our church, we uh, we both volunteered at our church, and we obviously been around the, the faith community a bit. So I thought right. it would be a cool uh, cool opportunity to talk about some more hot topics. You know, obviously, oh, yeah. uh, obviously Kanye West is a hot topic lately. Um, mm, mm. He's a recent convert to Christianity, and that's what he mm. claims. That's what he professes. Mm. Um, I mean, you know, what I've recently heard from Kanye West is he's like a mad um, Trump supporter, from what I last heard from Kanye West. Well, I heard that he may not necessarily be a Trump supporter, but is now a. I mean, he's a friend of Trump's. I know they got. I know they right. call each other, right? I know that. I right, mean, right. I mean, obviously, there's speculation. I mean, if those of you guys listening, you've probably already seen the news. Don't that that. 
Kanye West made an attempt at trying to run for president, right? Yeah, so I'm not sure if that's going to have, like, any effect. I don't know if that show has any effect on their relationship because, you know, Kanye West trying to run for president and blah, 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 and all that stuff. So, um, yeah. So, I'm not, like I said, who knows? Um, well, they're friends, though, right? You said. Yeah, they're fr- at least I, I know they're friends. I know they I know they call each other it's, up. And, it's because I mean, they're both hip-hop icons. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I... I my first question, have you listened to the Canons class, um, season one, episode seven, featuring Kanye West? Uh, yeah, I've heard, I've heard of it. <laughs> I, I, you'll hear it because I actually asked him to listen to it before he got yeah, on the show. Yeah, I know. You had me listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, listen, I'm an avid listener of Def and Podcasts. I've definitely listened to a lot of Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah. I listen, to, I listen to a lot of, I think, what, what are they called? Um, I listen to a lot of right wingers like Ben Shapiro and. What about Steve true Crowder. crime? You listen to any true crime? <laughs> no, I don't. I just started listening to Candace Owen. She's cool. Um, true crime podcast, Case Files is a good one. Case Files, pretty much all it is is where they talk about a case, maybe an unsolved murder or something, <laughs> um, or even a solved one. Maybe they they might go over like any um. Gosh, I'm trying to remember his, Ted Bundy or something like that, and go over his entire story. Oh God, uh, it's it's good stuff. I really like it. It's one of the one of the more I guess, uh, I don't know, it's just an interesting different genre of podcast because there's a lot of news ones, you know, a lot of news podcasts. This is a variety I was, show. I mean, I'm sure there's a bunch of these out there, a bunch of no names talking, you know, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. I listen to, uh, I listen to, uh, it's a podcast called Pinchy Wines. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it's uh, Stephen Amell who plays uh, Green Arrow. It's his it's his. He, he has his own wine company. <laughs> Where do you? When do you have time to watch your your podcast? You watch them at work or what, Luke? Or you Me? just chill? I just chill. <laughs> <laughs> Listen living to them that, while you're gaming. Living that COVID life. Oh yeah, oh, my COVID God. life. Trump money. Oh my goodness. Hey, yeah, so, no. Um, what are your What are your initial thoughts about that interview? What anything stood, stand out to you about that interview? Oh, that one? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, well, Nick Cannon. The only thing I remember about Nick Cannon is Wild and Out. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that one movie he did with... Um, Roll with, Bounce? Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, the one he did with Milion. What, 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 um, oh, Can't God. Buy Me Love? Or mm, I don't remember. Cheaper Than Love? Or... Drumline, I remember Drumline. I remember him. Drumline, I remember Drumline back in the day too. Yeah, (laughs) roll bounce. (laughs) (laughs) Back in the day, (laughs) oh man, that's funny. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) I mean, was there anything that stood out to you, or was there anything that you thought was interesting? What about the uh, the interview? No, not too much. Yeah, not too really. I mean, <laughs> the, the thing about Connie, though, is that he's like so um, – it's hard to read him. You know, like he, 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 he enjoys to talk in Proverbs, if, you, if that makes any sense. You yeah, know? like he – yeah, he does yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, he kind of likes to talk in like a riddle type thing. But to him, it makes sense. These, these – what, what – and it doesn't make sense to us, but – it makes sense to him and he's able to make sense of it. And that's why he thinks he's a genius. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the way genius. I think it is Connie, he's got a different way of thinking. And, and 
just because he has a different way of thinking doesn't make him a genius, but I do think that he has a different way of thinking. And the position that he holds, the icon that he is, we need that more in this type of industry, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. We need different type of voices like that. We need someone to be edgy like that. You know, we need someone to be polarizing like that. You know, I will say, I've, I've obviously I've been a big big fan of Kanye's music uh, for a long time. Right. But uh, one of the things I, if you, I don't know if you've ever tracked any of like parts of his career though. Usually when he makes headlines, um, it's usually because he's done something ridiculous, right? It's usually because he's gone off. People say he's gone off the rails or something. Right. Right. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it's weird because like I look over, I look at some of those instances, and I like you know the time when he stood up and said President Bush hates black people, right? Um, right. It's so funny is that a lot of people today, like even though there's this uh, there's a movement today to support black lives and there's a movement today to, you know, at least a social justice movement for equality. And I would have to say that before it was popular, Kanye West was already on board with that policy. Right. I feel like he right. was, a, he was a, a leader, a front runner of it or a, or a front runner of it. There was one time he was in a in a TMZ, uh, a TMZ um, interview and this is the time when he talked about, I think, uh, I think he made references to like, I can't remember about, I think he made references about slavery or something, right? But he made mm. a comment. He said, he said that, uh, I don't want to be the next one to get, to get shot. I don't want to be the next John Lennon, mm-hmm. right? And John Lennon at the time, at the height of his career, he was assassinated and killed. Um, he, he was championing the peace and love movement right and he yeah. really i mean like he had an interracial marriage he you know he he was isn't just, that the um the tmz video i think you're talking about with like kanye they're, they're like in the office and they're like having like a shouting mouth yes. from like across the room yes. and stuff like that yeah yes. i've seen that one okay, i remember yeah. thinking i remember watching it and thinking to myself though kanye is wrong and kanye but also, i don't re- to remember i don't remember too much about that yeah so i think like his thoughts like you said he has weird ways of thinking of things and i think his right. thoughts around like trying to position or like to prove something or to like kind of look think look at slavery a different way maybe right. isn't the most effective messaging right right <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so um but on the other side of it i think he was like you said he was trying he tries to talk in these weird riddles and proverbs and i think but the real message of it was that um i think he was trying to say was that i don't know for me what i'm trying to i think what i'm picking up what he's putting down is that if he's thinking outside of the box and somebody considers it a threat, then he could possibly be killed for it. Right. For thinking outside of the box, for not doing the normal things. And I think to, for me, it brings me to this interview with, with, uh, with Nick Cannon and Kanye West, Mm -hmm. where he, you know, he starts talking about outside of the box sorts of concepts, right? Matter of fact, he right, talks right. about he even brings up Christian concepts, and um, and those are typically outside of popular media, outside of pop culture. Those are obviously outside the box ideas that most right. pop culture or people who, um, I guess, follow pop cultural trends would never accept or adopt because they're outside of the box, you know, theme right, or, right, you know, ideas. So. 
Um, I guess, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a Kanye fan or something. Maybe I'm just trying to read the room because I can't put my finger in on either. I th- I'm still waiting for, you know, for something to come out of it. But it just seems like it just keeps go- the story, the saga of Kanye continues. Continue. Yeah, the dude's cut. The dude, he doesn't even, he, he's accepted the fact that he's crazy. He, I remember that was like one of the first things he did that. He just said, you know, just call me crazy. Don't call me crazy. Call me Yeezy. Call me Yeezy. <laughs> <laughs> call me Yeezy. Where, it was almost because there was a long time ago. I don't know if you remember this, but there was a time where in Kanye's career where he talked about standing on the coffee table and putting his cape on. Right. He's right. Like, I'm, a, I'm a hero. And he ta- he'd use that. That mental, that's crazy. That mental uh, image like, you know, people would say, Shh, no, quiet down. Shh, shut up. Be re- be reserved. Right. But, right. But then his thought was like, don't tell me to quiet down. Don't tell me to shut up. I, you know, my power is in my voice. My power is when I express yeah. myself. And so he talks about jumping on top of that coffee table with the cape and being putting that hero back on or that mentality, I think. So really weird perspective. I don't know. Maybe I'm just becoming a, maybe I'm a Kanye convert. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he just barely became a Christian, right? He just barely did. It's like two, barely. maybe a year, two years ago, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. A year and a half ago. I remember yeah. we, we, I mean, cause you see, so, I don't know if you, did you, you follow his, uh, Instagram or anything like that? I don't actually, I think I actually follow his Instagram. Yeah, I think that's the only thing I don't know, but you know what? I don't think I like his pictures enough for me to be stay updated on him. Yeah. I don't see his updates enough. No, no, no I feel you. I feel you. I mean, it's, yeah. the thing is like everybody's on there. So it's like, what, what is one more person on my feet? You know? <laughs> you know sometimes i think stubbornly like if i don't like the person like i'm like i don't want to follow them and give them that one extra follow you know what i'm saying (laughs) hey it's it's a it's a it's that's just the way the world is now man detox your detox your uh what is it called your instagram once a month yeah i don't follow you i don't follow you i don't follow you i mean there's some certain athletes that i don't jive with that's why i like like i'll give one like john jones like i will never follow john jones i really don't like that guy and i i really (laughs) hate john jones i'll never follow him anything just because i don't want to give him that type of support you know what i'm saying yeah or it's like in the in the familiar what is it like the pop-up the related to you know how they have the related to accounts (laughs) the (laughs) name pops up use exit real quick Um, Ain't worth my time. Hey, so what do you do? You think Kanye has a real possibility of becoming president? Mm, I mean, maybe I not. Mean, maybe not. Maybe not soon, but like in our lifetime. Okay. Right. I mean, sure. I mean, sure. He he seems to want to represent a certain type of mind. You know. Yeah. He seems to be an influencer. He's not talking about. Usually when he speaks, he's always – you could tell that he takes pride in being an influencer. Right. He takes pride in being an icon. He takes pride in kind of being something that is to be of praise. Like, I don't know. I don't, I, I'm not sure. I, he likes the I can see like, like <laughs> I could see in government or like a mayor type figure type, you know, I would say. Right. Something of that sort, like something of that sort, like a mayor, a a representation of somebody. Mm -hmm. Uh, He represents something, and I think he very much could. He could do a movement, which is Mm -hmm. which is true. That is true. Well, it's. I mean, I feel like he's he's kind of like cornering the market on on like, I guess. um, I mean, let's be honest here, okay? This I think something I I talked to you about this before we started the episode. 
and talked about Kanye's chance of being, you know, possibly, you know, running for president and everything. Um, you know, we really think about who Chanye, who Chanye, oh my God. Think about like who, who he represents, you know, um, one of the questions I want to ask you is like, do you think, well, following up that, you know, is it, do you think as a possibility of becoming a question, what demographic of people do you think would make us political based? Because really that's what it comes back to. You said he's an influencer, right? Right. So he's influencing a certain demographic of people. Maybe it's one of maybe it's me, you know, because I buy all his music. You know, so. Right. Hippies. <laughs> I buy all his music and, and all his <laughs> shoes. So um, but it it's it's one of those things like I'm saying, like it's uh, what who is he influencing? What or what? what I'll let Luke being? answer that one. I'll, I'll let Luke answer that one first. <laughs> <laughs> who is Kanye influencing? I think. Especially the norm now. Well, who do you think would like, vote for Kanye? Like, who would vote for Kanye right. today? Like, uh, I think New Age. I think New Age would. New Age, like, I mean, obviously you, you're able to vote at 18. I think you're 18 to 30-something-year-olds, you know, that who really young know him. But why? Uh, why? Just because he's a young, young guy, just because he's a hip-hop well, guy? Well, I think, I think not just because of hip-hop, but I think it would be – Everybody's like for a movement now. Everybody's like for our rights, for our movement. We need a wave. We need a trend, you know, and he's the trendy right. type person, you know. So I think we're moving from demographic to trend. You know what I'm saying? Mm, okay, I think that's good. Don't, you get what I'm saying? Or what, mm. Yeah. Who's So not necessarily maybe. OK, maybe we're I think maybe what you're trying to say is like so the person who we who we vote into office is based upon trends, not necessarily based mm. upon the demographic of people who. Put exactly. Them yeah, exactly. Because because I think it, it, especially if you're going off of a movement. It, you're not don't get me wrong like black lives matter and all this other stuff yeah besides all that we we as as young adults of this or like the tw- the 20s 30s you know 35 38 you know in this air that air we grew up knowing everything that's he's gone through so it's right. like okay we've kind of gone through the struggles with him type thing. <laughs> you're so talking you're it's like we already know somebody uh, compared to like somebody who's been in office for like a long time or something we don't I, I'm, I mean I sure as heck don't know but I'm pretty sure you know you know we we all we have all grown up with Kanye well you I mean I'll saying? tell you what about Kanye I'll tell you who he'll definitely turn off is a feminist so probably feminists aren't exactly going to be the type of demographic that there's are going to follow or vote for <laughs> yeah exactly it's true. yeah no it's true it's true i mean like if you right. those of you guys listening i encourage you to go listen to the episode really i don't know just a good episode to listen to is entertaining it was uh if, even if you don't agree with kanye west okay it's still worth listening to because he he talks about some topics that a lot of people agree with he talks about abortion and a lot of right. people disagree with it right a lot of people disagree right. and agree with it right so um and it's to me it's worth listening to because uh i want to seek people's opinions on the entire scale right on the entire mm-hmm. the, uh, try to get as i guess i was listening to a podcast about polling and um they were talking they said that uh, polling doesn't like polling for um for for um elections doesn't there's right. a margin of error that that you have to account for and one of those 
margins of errors that you have to account for is when people don't pick up the phone, right? So if they could mm-hmm. call uh-huh. somebody to, t- to ask them questions based upon their political preferences, so that way they can submit that data to a poll, so that way we can get a snapshot of what the political you know, political uh, tone of the country's like, that's what we need that data for, right? If that goes, right, if that right. goes so, straight to voicemail, you didn't get that vote. If yeah. you did, yeah, if but it goes there, straight there's to a... voicemail, there's a, there's a specific demographic of people who refuse to answer the phone and they have to account for that, right? Because those right. people yeah. tend to be Every, yep. tend to be conservative voices, or in the exactly. person who will pick up the phone is a democratic voice, right? They're they're tend right. to be, yeah. tend to be yeah. more democratic people that agree with democratic views that will pick up the phone for a poll, where conservatives yeah. might not, right? So, well, that's the whole point of a census, though. In that community, exactly. you know, you figure out, okay, this is how many phone calls you got. This is how many people that are there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the whole point of a census. Well, so that I mean, my question, like, what demographic uh, people make up Kanye West's political base? And I, I'm just kind of wanting, I want to think, are they even a thing? You know, because one of the one of the things that I hear about is like a lot of people are saying that he's going to split the Democratic vote because he's a black man, right? And right, as, as if you're if you're voting for, you know, if you're voting for uh, progressive. Um, progressive views uh and you want more equality and you and you and you look at the other side of the fence which is donald trump just a you know white male old older man you know obviously yeah. the progressive view says automatically we need to nominate kanye west as president right so yeah the other hand you also have joe biden and you have Kamala Harris, right? So I think this is kind of like the we got the fake version of what we really wanted, sort of idea with with Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Is like in a yeah. perfect world, we would have representation of more than one type of people. And you know, like I felt like that the Democratic Party tried to trend that for us, right? They took that trending value, that trending idea, they slapped together a product, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and then gave us that as an option, right? So I feel like Kanye West, with the the idea of his demo, his demographic or his political base, they're saying would pull from that voting base instead of right. Well, 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 it would have to depend on what it is that Kanye believes in or who he decides to represent, or if he if he decides to represent himself. I don't think that he has he has that type of uh, that type of influence. I think that he if he is going to have any type of people any type of following is going to be a very small following you know what i'm saying because a lot of the things that Kanye west preaches and believes about it's an intricate thing it's a it takes an intricate mind it's a gray area it's a it's like here's the thing yeah you have somebody like Kanye west who is who is uh i guess i would say who who meets the criteria of a progressive candidate Right. Right. But he also right. meets criteria of conservative traditional values, traditional conservatives. Values. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's a bit of a wild card that I think I don't know. For me, here's the thing. Donald Trump talked about being president. Right. Made jokes about right. it. And what happened over the course of eight years, he puts himself in a position to run for president. President. Right. He and becomes what happens, president. President. Yeah. My theory is that Kanye West is adopting a similar strategy. He's putting fillers out there. Who's who would bite if I said I was running for president, right? Yeah. And then he sees who responds to that. And then what he does is he learns from that response. 
he had a snowball it. He reads, yeah, he reads, yeah. he reads, he reads mm-hmm. the uh, the strategy a little bit, and then he learns how to right. multiply it, how to du- duplicate it, and snowball it, right? To the point right. that he becomes president. That's my, that's my, that's my. Right, right. <clears throat> I think that's how it'll. Well, I mean, in all, in all honesty, I mean, it could always happen. You know, like I was saying, if you could put like a a label on the type of demographic that he influences. For myself, I wrote down it would be woke blacks. Yeah, black people who are woke, and this would be kind of like um, black people who don't necessarily believe in defunding the police, who don't necessarily believe in black lives black lives matter too much, you know, who don't necessarily believe in these more progressive movements, these newer movements that we see, and that are more into like a traditional upholding yeah i mean and, if you look at texas, uh, moral values that's true because if you look at a lot you look at african african american voters in texas mm-hmm. tend mm-hmm. to have more conservative values and african american voters obviously like you know in california or like um or new york obviously it's just a dem- it's the environment they were they were raised in and so raised you know, right you see they want a lot to do with it so there's a lot, a lot to do with it, and then you see that that those sorts of patterns obviously show up in, in how they vote. I'm not saying that's not for everybody. I'm just saying that that is a marker that shows up in some of the data. That's all I'm saying, right? Uh, right. However right. much, however much it means to somebody, that's on you to decide. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know what I love? I do love about Trump, and I mean, I I think about I think a whole lot of things about Trump. But one thing that I do like about Trump is that he never once doesn't ever talk about God, you know. He doesn't ever once, like, you know, have to say, in God we trust, or we're one nation. And those are the type of values that I do have myself. You know, I have Christian values, and I do um, appreciate seeing our president with Christian values. So Kanye West never moved himself into that type of position, you know, but also just something to be happy about because he he represents a lot of progressive values that we represent. Oh, myself, I can speak for myself. Um... Even though he's hurt, he's he's saying it in a, in a different matter. You know, right. the fact is that he the fact is that he is against a lot of abortions. You know, the fact is that he does speak against um uh, against black on black crime. You know, he does speak against um you know things about Hollywood. He does speak against all these different type of things. You know, if there's anyone who you could kind of relate to be in the Oval Office, it might you know it could possibly be him. He could have a good. It's a good question because he could have a good a good a. He could have a good possibility, you know. What are the possibilities? I mean, after I mean, I feel like the bar has been set. Sort, of, I feel like the 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 point of entry has sort of been set a little bit lower after Donald Trump. Is kind of like you, as much as people hate or as much as people love Donald Trump. Okay, after I'm- after after Donald Trump, um, after maybe this next election, after the election in four years, however you want to split it, after Donald Trump the bar to becoming president of the United States has been lowered. Okay. Lowered. I don't care how you want to split it. I just think Americans are, will try anything at this point. Like Americans mm. are like, Hey, whatever. I mean, after, okay, let's think about Obama too, right? Yeah. They, yeah. you think about Obama people, I mean, the nation was split over his election. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember going to, especially in conservative communities, like working with the church and talking to a lot of faith based individuals or organizations, mm-hmm. Um, the tone about Obama was that, you know, he was just a trash president and, um, right, right. And, and then, right. The know, church that I came from as well, they were, um, at the time we were, they were all pro McCain at the time and everyone was pretty much anti Obama Wow. when it came to the church that I went <laughs> to, but that's another story. <laughs> yeah. So 
you know and it's funny is like yeah they were all pro mccain right and then all of a sudden right. what happens four years later donald trump becomes president he starts talking trash about mccain and everybody hates mccain you know like, oh, mm. he didn't do anything what you know anyways I'll get, anyways but the bunch thing is bandwagoners yeah a bunch of bandwagoners and even though the point is that I'm saying is I think I feel like maybe I don't know the general consensus of like the country at large is like I don't know for me my age my demographic I don't know I'm Latino I'm 31 uh, I, I just feel like I'm ready for real options I want real viable right. options for candidates I don't want I don't want jokesters I don't want entertainers I don't want I don't want politicians because politicians are really dumb they, they spent their entire lives learning how to you know how to engage numbers and how to make numbers work for them that's the right there needs to be an influence yeah there needs to be an influencer who's going to come in who who's who's interested in spreading their ideas for no money for no no profit for no profit that's the thing is if they take out if they take out the the money aspect the financial aspect of politics then that it would become a lot of things would become a lot would become what we want it to be you know what i'm saying it's true because the people's voices you're, I, I 100% agree with you because one of the things that gets on my nerves every time, right, is when I hear about how much these people paid for their political campaign, right? Right, right. And then I look at how oh much yeah, and then they promote it, and how much people that how much how much these so-called politicians spent on you know giving that money to people in need, right? So this these the people that you know the the I guess the the man. Put, props up in front of us like if you think that joe biden and kamala harris uh made it to the position that they're at based upon their work ethic you're wrong okay yeah they've made it there because they're a part of they're a cog in the wheel and their resume and who they know has propped them up to be the most you know trending possibility for you okay yeah but that's if you believe in crooked politics i mean that's we all, be- I believe in all crooked politics, man. Our entire, right, right. Our you talked about money, right? And money influences mm-hmm. our politics on a whole nother level. And I, th- I hope, right, right. My, go- my hope is that ca- someone like Kanye West shakes the bushes, you know? Yeah. Because what, it, well, what happens- something, so, something that interesting that he said, he was like, he was like, he would be the perfect, uh, he would be the perfect political partner. He would be a perfect politician or whatever, because he says, what are, what are you going to say that I'm doing it for the money? I already have plenty of money. Yeah. Like, I don't need to continue to do this for the money. The only reason why I would have to get into politics would just be to hear my voice heard. Yeah. And I think if that's what's the, if that's what the goal is, and I think that's a really wholesome idea, you know? Yeah, no. But you at the know? same time, you know, um, like, how can you believe that? That's exactly you, what somebody yeah, how would can you say. Believe that? Yeah. <laughs> exactly, man. It's exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Maybe we all feel like exactly that. Exactly what you'd say. Right. That's right. how I feel when I, when I, because I'm, you know, I, I, I tend to vote conservative on all my issues, right? Just grew up in right. church. I'm Hispanic. You know, Hispanic people have like really strong ancient Catholic roots. So it's just right. in our blood. I hear it. I hear it's it. in That's our blood. exactly what motivates me a lot too as well. Yeah. You know, and, and so for me, it's like one of the things is like I, when I look at my voting options, you know, at this point in the game, I'm like, wow, like I didn't want any of these people, but, but thank you for my, thank you for my choices that, you know, you apparently you think we want, you know, because of <laughs> a two party system, a two party system, all they're doing is propping up the guy that they think you want, right? We think this guy right. represents you. 
based upon what you've told us, we think this guy represents you. And uh, right. And, well, that's what I was. That's what I was hearing about. Um, they say that that's one of the biggest flaws when it comes to American politics is that there's two major parties. Yeah. And anytime that there are only two major parties, there's no balance because we think that that's going to create our balance. But that two does isn't the number of balance. Two is the number of division. Wow! Look at that revelation. No, I'd have to, but I'd have to debunk my own thing because we have to say that. Well, there's in marriage, there's only two, and that's the perfect number of unity, right? Well, that's not true. So the perfect the same, number of unity would be Trinity. Would be the Trinity. Would be three. Would be three. That would be the perfect number. <laughs> three. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Somebody. So then. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe what I'm saying is true, then maybe two is, is, is a number of division. Think yeah. about it. There's a heaven and there's a hell. Oh uh, there's goodness. a good and there's a bad. There's a yin and there's a yang. Maybe yin and the yang, it, maybe the monks got it wrong. Maybe that's not the whole uh, number of unity. Maybe that's there's chorn and chorna. <laughs> <laughs> there's fire, there's ice. Um, so there's the duality of our political process is what really i think yeah. is what we're talking about here and how it's we look at yeah but i definitely and the rebels you know right right yeah. you only got two sides to choose there is no perspective there's no medium there's zone no, there's no middle yeah, there's black and white there is no black gray. and white yeah there's mm -hmm. poor and rich you know there's this whole, this whole entire there's one thing ultimatum uh, yeah it's just weird i don't know Maybe we maybe we just maybe we're just only much, a, and only a Sith Lord deals in absolutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, uh, hey, so we gotta talk some Star Wars sometime, huh? Yeah, definitely, man. We'll definitely get you on the get you on the on, uh, Star Bros for sure. Yeah. Hey, man, I think we had a good conversation today, man. We talked about a lot that of things. Legit. Yeah. Yeah, I think we did, huh? Yeah, I mean, I yeah, talked about sure. Kanye a little bit too much, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah well he's 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 a crazy one the only thing i know about see i don't really know about connie too much about george bush hates black people and beyonce had the best music video of all time <laughs> <laughs> those are like the two best kanye quotes hey that's all, all over taylor swift. hey straight up blew up taylor swift all over taylor oh, swift <laughs> Oh, hey, go back and listen to that's, the song that she won history. that award for. Go back and listen to the song that she won that award for, and then you'll be like, uh -huh. oh, Kanye was 100% right. Oh, my God. I know, I know. <laughs> All the single ladies is, is still urban classic. Still a banger. Just dude. traditional. One of the best songs. Oh, I <laughs> still a banger. I yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if you're white, black, or Mexican, or or Asian, or whatever, whatever nationality mm -hmm. you are. As soon as single ladies comes on, Everybody's dancing. Everybody's dancing. All the single ladies. All the single ones just go up in there. <laughs> all the single ones go up in there. Uh, I don't care if who you are. If you're a single lady, when that song comes on, you start you just shaking start. your hand. Anyways, uh, hey, man, um, uh, hey um, can you let the listeners know? I mean, maybe there's is there anything you want to promote? Anybody want to shout out? Any uh, anything you want to say to our listeners before we sign off today? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, the only thing is pretty much me. If you don't know me, I'm a I, I play video. I play a lot of video games. I play a lot of Xbox. Play a lot of Overwatch, and um, 
uh, any other game pretty much, but I play pretty much Overwatch. So if you want to add me at X on Xbox, it's uh, RJ Lion, L-I-O-N. It's just like that, RJ Space Lion. And my IG handle is exactly the same as well. Uh, but I think spaces you have to put underscores. So RJ underscore Lion. Nice. Yep, you go ahead and give me a follow. Yep, there's my shout-out. There's my plug for you. That's all I have. Nice. Because I wish I had my own podcast. Maybe next time I will. <laughs> Maybe next time you will, man. I mean, uh... Maybe you Maybe start something up, bro. Hey, Luke, is yeah, there anything you want yeah, to leave the, sure. uh, leave the listeners with before we sign off today? Uh, Beast Mode Squats here. You know, uh, definitely join us for Star Bros later this week. Uh, definitely going to be Thursday nights. So um, definitely, uh, hopefully we have a lot more topics. Awesome talking with the Richard Leon here. Uh, yeah. Definitely so awesome. Um, uh, thanks for coming on um, for sure. Oh, but uh, hopefully everybody has a great week. And uh, Raiders win today. Yep. Oh, shoot. That's a whole other podcast segment. Uh, uh, oh, my God. Damn, go Chargers. <laughs> Notice how nobody for said sure. it. Well, hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, no thanks problem. for having me. Niners were Anyway, Nadia, I want to thank you after that. Actually, oh, no, I, think I retract my thank you. My gratitude, I retract it. <laughs> no definitely big thanks Zach um, anytime uh, you want to talk about some more controversial things especially some uh, anything to do with fight culture huh yeah, man that'd be definitely <laughs> so awesome to have you on maybe we'll think of another fight card to talk about hey guys thank you for listening to the Average yeah. podcast um, thank you Richard for joining the call today man it was good to have you on uh, good conversation good people got to hang out with my brother Luke today um, hey if you Hello. are listening um don't forgive us to give us a like. Um, yeah, review our podcast. It helps us uh, rank up in our ratings so we can uh, be found and we can be get heard. So, yeah, like, follow, subscribe, all those Wait. good things, guys. We really appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Peace and love, dudes. Cool. Peace and love. Cool.